0: Live from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network.
1: You ain't desert dwelling Mama, with way The heart of gold that's living in the city shore Getting old but the coffee's good. Oh, the traffic makes me scream I've got to get back to them Texas place I go insane I like smoke cigarettes and don't give a damn while I'm sick It's tried and true. So do you a church or a man? He me back my gun I do lipstick on my wanted poster Didn't give a damn to shoot jukebox music Diner in white friends I'm a pistol pack and always laughing Cowboy girl for sure Now don't take any talk From my prim and proper girl
0: Well that is a desert dwelling mama, Adrian Branham, from Nashville, Tennessee. I'm your host, Gary Holt, out in Albuquerque, New Mexico, our co host Bobby Bell. Good morning, Miss Bobby.
2: Good morning, Gary. We've got uh, high temps today. What, what about what have you got there in Nashville?
0: <laughs> well, I'll tell you. For the last couple of days, the humidity was horrible, absolutely horrible, mm. and uh, rain. And so we had rain that came through in parts of the midstate last night. And it is a beautiful day. Very little humidity to welcome everybody to Nashville and Music City. For the CMA Fest for the first time in two years, so the town is wow. hopping, and uh, music is everywhere, and it will be on this show as well. So, <laughs> let's just jump right in and tell folks who our first guests are today.
2: The our first guests are Robin Dean Salmon and Afton Seekin Salmon. They are. The powerhouse behind the duo, Surrender Hill. And, oh, are we in for some music.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're looking forward to talking with Robin and Afton. And in the second hour of the show, we're going up to the Big South Fork in East Tennessee and visit with our old friend, Mr. Larry McMillan of Southeast uh, Pack Trips. So it's going to be a great two hours of great music, great conversation, Uh, We'll find out about some trail riding up in the deep south. But right now, let's take a listen to a great song from our friend, Mr. Ryan Murphy. It's one called Heaven Knows. When we come back, we'll be talking with Surrender Hill today on the Campfire Cafe. (laughs)
1: Stay take another drink. And I wrote her a song, but she couldn't stay too long. I'm here all alone, barely hanging on. She called me her babe, held me close to her cheek. An cold November Z, speaking tongues I shouldn't speak. She painted it so thick. Quickly spun around Now I'm here all alone In my silent underground But an angel of mine Why must you shine Down in the darkness Here in this mine Won't you come back to me Haunt me in my dreams Till the end of my days
0: Well, heaven knows I
1: can't lead, and the fate we must face what was I meant to be bright-eyed angel of mine why must you shine and light up the darkness down in the mine won't you come back to me haunt me in my dreams till the end of my days well heaven knows our way bright-eyed angel of mine why must you shine here in the darkness? Down in this mine? Won't you come back to me? Hold me in my dreams, till the end of my days. Heaven knows a way. Heaven knows.
2: Café on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. If you're just joining us, that was Heaven Knows by Ryan Murphy and Michelle Barham. Gary and I recently received a brand new two-CD album, Just Another Honky Tonk in a Quiet Western Town, and we were impressed with every song. The songwriting, musicality, and instrumentation of this duo, Surrender Hill, is so compelling. (laughs) I was recently on the road for long days of travel, and Surrender Hill provided hours of entertainment with thought-provoking songs from the hearts of two truth-seekers, encouraging us to return to simpler values and openness. Here's a great quote from Strutter Magazine that describes their sound so well. Elements of Americana, folks, country, and singer-songwriter, sounding like a perfect cross between Bruce Springsteen, Rodney Crowell, and Dolly Parton, both vocally and musically speaking. It all sounds very fresh and memorable with a nice variety due to the use of both male and female lead vocals, as well as sharing them. Although there are countless similar releases, and in the past we have seen many album releases in this style, Surrender Hill delivers high quality and should therefore not be ignored. Gary has created a terrific playlist and we are eager to meet Robin and Afton and learn more about their music. Please help me welcome to Campfire Cafe making their first appearance. The founders, songwriters and voices of Surrender Hill, Robin Dean Salmon and Afton Seekins Salmon. Welcome to Campfire Cafe. We're so excited.
3: (laughs) Howdy howdy.
0: Hey guys. Good morning (laughs) to you. And you. Thank you very much. So I've got to ask, first of all, how did you Uh come up with the name Surrender Hill?
3: Mm -hmm. Well, so that all started with uh, when I was growing up in South Africa, um, where I I, I was born there and lived there until I was 12. But up in the mountains where I grew up, about eight kilometers away from, from our farm was Surrender Hill. And Surrender Hill was where uh, the Boer War, um, you know, which was a bloody war between the the, uh, the English and the Afrikaners uh, back in in the late 1800s, early 1900s, and um, that war ended at Surrender Hill. And as a child, uh, my dad would always uh, we we'd, we'd go there, and you could sit there on that hill with a stick and kind of dig into the ground, and you'd find old uh, gun barrels or bullet shells and, you know, all this stuff because they blew up all the armaments right on that hill. Yeah, And mm. so it was a pretty significant thing for South African history, but <clears throat> it was something that kind of stayed with me um, all of my life. And I had written a couple of tunes, you know, earlier on in my life about Surrender Hill. And then when Afton and I met, we were kind of both coming from, uh, she had just moved to, back home to Sedona, Arizona from New York City. She'd been living in New York for about eight years, and I kind of landed in Sedona. Um, literally, I, I was out on a uh, on a trip um, traveling out west, and, and I broke down um, in the Painted Desert. I went to visit and hike in the Painted Desert. When I got back to my vehicle, it was broken down, so I had it oh, wow. towed to Winslow. Yeah, I had it towed to Winslow, Arizona, where I stayed for about 10 days. And then I ended up uh, during that time going to Sedona and got my first look at Sedona and decided that was it. I was going to live there. So I ended up when my people got fixed, I ended up just moving and and staying in Sedona and and starting up playing music around that area. And that's when I met Afton coming from tumultuous, uh, you know, relationships and, and just kind of a, you know, a, a running background a little bit right at that, that time. And so, after it took us a couple of years to really connect. And after we did um, it just felt so right, you know, uh, personally and musically that, you know, to be, as corny as I can right now, we kind of surrendered to each other, you know. And, uh, I, yeah. and, and, I, and I told her at the time, I said, I've got the perfect name for our uh, our duo. And I told her Surrender Hill, and she loved it. So there we are.
0: Oh, wow. Well, that's a great story. That's a great story. Now, I've got to ask <laughs> real quickly, what was your family doing in South Africa?
3: Well, my, my folks, um, I was third generation South African. So my mom and dad were born in South Africa.
4: Okay. And okay.
3: yeah, what what they ended up doing uh for a living, um, when we were kids, my father was a was a martial artist and he started all the first uh you know, big martial arts schools and stuff in South Africa and so Oh wow. He he uh yeah, and he and he was a you know, he was an education guy, you know. He he loved uh, you know, mentoring um young people and, and challenging them and teaching them and so he kind of expanded on, on the whole martial arts thing. And we moved up into the mountains and got this farm and he started a program out there called the outdoor, uh, the outdoor awareness programs. And basically um, it was kind of like, you know, outward bound over here in the States, you know, a very challenging
4: Mm
3: -hmm. um, expedition for people. And it's, it's sort of, it, 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 you know, it consisted of a lot of, of conservation stuff, mountaineering you know, orientation. And then martial arts were kind of like a part of that that uh, program. And so it was for kids. So I grew up, you know, on a really, um, in a wonderful way, you know, uh, up in the mountains there with all these kids coming to the camp. And, you know, so it was a wonderful way to grow up. And, and when we left uh, South Africa, we moved to the Hill Country of Texas, and my dad started the same program there on what at the time was the largest working ranch in America, the Wyo Ranch, was about 100 oh, wow. 140,000 acres at the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was a wonderful, yeah. wonderful experience and a way to grow up, you know. Wow,
0: wow, that's, that's an interesting story. That <laughs> is a very interesting story. And yeah, my I know dad, Afton my has dad, an interesting story. Yeah, go ahead.
3: Yeah, she does. Uh, Go
0: ahead. No, I was well, just I was yeah. just gonna say, uh, we're gonna find out about Afton's story because this girl hasn't just stayed in one spot either. But right now no. we're gonna listen to a great <laughs> song from the album Just Another Honky Talk in a Quiet Western Town, and this is one called Heart of Texas. We'll be back in just a moment on the Campfire Cafe. Oh.
1: The smell of the air, feel it on my skin. That Texas dirt, coming loose of the saddle in the old corral. Trying to teach a pony what he don't know how. And I'd slap the dust right off my chest screw my head back into my hat, get back on that pony and ride. Like freedom lives in the heart of Texas. Like freedom lives in the heart of Texas Like in the heart of Texas, freedom lives From the morning eggs to the steak at night The in-between felt just right and cattle in a hundred degrees The winter mornings I'd greet the freeze And wrap my neck in a cowboy rag and screw my head back into my hat Get back on that pony and ride Like freedom lives in the heart of
4: Texas Like freedom
1: In the heart of Texas, freedom lives campfire glow and sing up every song we know
4: freedom
1: lives in the heart of
4: texas
1: freedom lives in the heart of texas freedom
2: Heart of Texas, Surrender Hill. Now you know why I hit the play again button on, the yes, my CD player, over and over again. <laughs> we are so delighted to be speaking today with Robin Salmon and Afton Seekin Salmon, the uh, heart of um, Surrender Hill. Um, Afton, we want to now hear a little bit about your story because you have an amazing story as well. Um, Tell us a little bit about your background, if you would.
5: I uh, am originally from Homer, Alaska. I was born there, and when I was about five years old, my parents moved us to Arizona, around Sedona, but we grew up, because my dad was a fisherman and most of my family did that, we would spend uh, summers in Alaska and winters in Arizona. And so it was an awesome way to grow up, just the extreme opposites of both of those things. But, um, you know, my family, they're a big pioneer family. So, I mean, we lived, we would take boats across the bay and, you know, just just for lunch to dig clams and cook them on the beach and stuff like that. You know, it it was a pretty awesome way to grow up. And I didn't really value that at the time, I realized, but now I'm... So thankful that i I got to experience all of that um, but then, after you know I graduated from high school early, I was eager to go to college and I was pre med at the time, but I realized in about my third year of college that I just really wasn't doing what I wanted to do and um, so I moved back to Alaska for a year of isolation and <laughs> figured out that I wanted to uh, become a dancer. And I, I, I grew up dancing, and music has always been family, lots of my family, lots of music in my family. And I've always been a dancer, and so I decided to just up and move to New York City and and take that leap, and it was the, the scariest and best time of my life because I had never been. I just mm. packed up my bed, and my mom wouldn't let me go, go alone. So she came with me for the first couple of weeks. (laughs) And yeah, I, I'm, I, to this now having a child, I don't know how she left me there (laughs) all alone. (laughs) 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 And, um, yeah. And so I, you know, I was, I trained as a dancer and then became a professional choreographer and that was sort of my life for eight years in the city. And like I said, it was the best the best and hardest times of my life it's a hard city to live in um and so i always i always kind of wrote poetry and things like that um was my form of therapy and i'd never played an instrument but i always wanted to sing and when i decided to move back to arizona um it's that's when i picked up a guitar and and turned my poetry into songs so
2: wow that's
5: kind of where where it all started yeah such a fascinating wow.
2: story with wow. both wow. of you. I mean, just yeah, <laughs> so you could, have a, you could have been a student, yeah. You could have been a dancing doctor
0: or something there.
2: Doctor. <clears throat> yeah. She meant yeah.
0: by the
3: way, she meant by the way that 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 was the best time of her uh, her life until surrender hill. Well,
4: before, yeah, of yeah. course. I started to say up to that <laughs> point, yeah,
0: up to a point. Yeah. Oh
4: <laughs> uh,
0: gosh. That is so fascinating. Yeah. You both are kind of free-spirited people, so it was kind of a natural thing for you to get together. And uh, so you both were gigging at the time when you met.
3: Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Afton was uh, so I I, uh, I met this this singer songwriter out in in um, Arizona, and just a phenomenal uh, singer songwriter named P. K. Gregory, and he uh, really talented guy. And he ended up playing bass in a band that I started out there and uh, he was doing his own thing, but then he had met Afton first and they started a duo together. He kind of mentored her in songwriting and, 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 uh, performing, you know, singing and stuff. Um, and they started a duo together called stolen Boulevard and I'd go out and listen to them every now and then. And, and they were really good. But when, uh, Afton and I, uh, she started coming out and singing a little bit with me, and then one day we wrote a song together, and after that, I had to sit my buddy down and say, you know, <laughs> sorry, man, but
4: there's a new sheriff in town, you know. <laughs>
3: that's your problem, <laughs> you know. Oh, the only way I could get her away from PK was to marry her, so, you know, no, I'm
0: joking. <laughs> well, yeah, I hard to say so you that came out well kind of in that way. deal. Yeah, I'm telling you, it,
3: it, the fascinating right. thing to me about you know this, the songwriting process is with Afton is that we still um, we still play the very first song she ever wrote, and it's wow. it's a great song, yeah, and we we it's on one of our albums called Still Summer Sky, and uh, it's truly like a magnificently written song. Um, top notch, you know, and and it's it always amazed me that um, you know as for a first song from someone, it it kind of blew my mind because my first songs were not quite
0: like that, you know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Most people don't. <laughs> Most people,
3: yeah, aren't. you know. Like, well, this right album
0: up. is, yeah, this album is great. It's a two album set, so it's uh it's just another honky tonk. Is the first CD. And the second one is a quiet western town, and this song is a quiet western town. You wrote all of the songs on the double album a CD that you have, except for just a couple of them. Tell us about quiet western town.
3: So, quiet western town. <clears throat> we, when uh, when the country locked down in 2020 with COVID in, in the beginning of April we had just put out a record actually on April 3rd, ironically titled a whole lot of freedom. And then the country. Yeah. And we had, we were supposed to play a show on April 3rd here um, to kick off a tour that went across the South, the Southwest. And so obviously all of that stuff got canceled and we spent the, the month of April, um, here in Georgia, at our place <clears throat> and afton 's mother got a little bit uh got a little sick and had to go into the hospital and When she came out, we decided to go ahead and go to um, Arizona to help out and spend time with with the family there and We figured if you know if we got a quarantine, we could do it here by ourselves or go there and be with her mom and dad and help them out so we we yeah. went out there and uh we were lucky at that point to be able to do you know, Americana highways and different kinds of uh, magazine outlets and everything started doing uh, live streams and everything, you know, and, and that really helped us out a lot. So we started doing live streaming shows from from Arizona. But while we were out there, you know, we were we were all kind of forced in, into a situation, obviously, where it was beyond our control, and and so the stress and pressure. Uh, well, I wouldn't say the pressure, but the, the stress of of not doing anything was kind of, it was beyond our, our it was out of our hands, you know. And mm-hmm. so you just had to kind of like just give in to that and say, this is where we're at. There's nothing we can do about it. And on some level, um, after, you know, after about six weeks of that, it it became almost a break that we needed, we had needed for three years, right. you know. We, we had been mm-hmm. going so hard for mm-hmm. so long and didn't, and, mm-hmm. and, and didn't know how to unwind. And all of a sudden we were forced into this place, and it was very difficult at first, but then all of a sudden we just kind of gave into it. And the one day we realized that was um, Afton's brother had some kayaks. And so Afton and I took two kayaks, and we went down to the Verde River in Arizona And we jumped on the river, and we were just kind of floating on the river and just looking up at the sky and through the trees. And it was peaceful and so relaxing. And we were just
4: Mm – we were,
3: it it was the first time we unwound, and we were laying there, and we looked at each other and said, man, you know, what is wrong with this life, you know, nothing, you know, (laughs) being in this this tiny little quiet western town of Camp Verde, you know, and just floating on the river, you know. (laughs) And we were like, this is amazing, you know. I said, you know, we just keep, we go, go, go. And we we had this long conversation about it. And so funny about that is that about two days later, I got a call from a few venues in Texas. And uh, they said, hey, we're going to open up over Memorial Day weekend. Do you guys want to come and do your shows? And so I thought, hmm, okay, well, why not? You know, this will be a a reprieve here in this situation. So we did and we went to Fredericksburg in the hill country and we played a couple of shows, but while we were there, we had some downtime there as well. And, uh, that's when we sat down and, and, uh, you know, I said, you know, we need to, we need to work on a song called quiet Western town about our conversation while we were floating on the river. And that's, that's oh, wow. exactly where that came from. And we wrote it in Fredericksburg over there. Wow.
0: Well, there were good things that came out of the pandemic. This is one of them. This is a quiet western town. We're talking with Robin and Afton Salmon today on the Campfire Cafe. Seven towns,
1: seven days. Pulling quiet That I can't stay Truck stops And highways Drowning out My memories She said Slow down Now boy Put up your feet And feel a little joy Pluto
0: EquestrianLegacy.net, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcast, iTunes, and Spotify. Our very special guests today are Robin and Afton Salmon, and they are known as Surrender Hill. That is a great song, quite Western town. It's just absolutely fantastic. So, Robin, let me ask you, how? What is your writing process like?
3: You know it's it's kind of a uh uh it just it's like me just screaming and everything comes plopping out. <laughs> Afton always laughs at me
4: because
5: to <laughs> start a song and he'll just go and I'm like, wait, 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 did you write that you know, and he doesn't remember some of the things he'll just go
3: yeah it's just a you know it's it's, it's funny. Um, sometimes it's very rare, but sometimes we do sit down and say, you know, like quiet Western town, for example, was, was a good example where it was, I had the idea, quiet Western town, and then we discussed it and we sat down and we said, we're going to write a song and we actually started working on it and lyrics, you know, but we work on melody and and lyric at the same time. It's very rare okay. that, that, uh, it'll be one or the other, you know, It it all kind of happens at the same time. And, um, we've learned not to force it, you know, and I, I learned that myself over the years, just if I, if I start forcing a song, it doesn't work for me, you know, and Afton on her own, when she writes by herself, she's the same way. When Afton writes by herself, if it doesn't come out in one sitting, then it doesn't happen at all. Um, which oh, really? is an interesting wow. thing. yeah. And, and so her songs, you know, they'll just come zipping out, but, um, you know, my process, definitely uh, I've always got a guitar in my hand and I sit there and I'll start um, working on a thread with a melody and a lyric from that. And then usually uh, once I've got, you know, a, a verse and a chorus or a couple of verses and a chorus, um, I can let it be at that point and get start getting a little more objective about it. Um, I run. So running, when I'm running, there's a lot of uh, – those songs that the latest song I'm working on will start going through my head and I'll start working on, Mm. on on lyrics that way. Um, that, you know, ever since Afton and I met, uh, anytime, pretty much, if I get rolling on a tune, by the time I get halfway through it, if she's not already there, I'll get her. And, and she just has a great, um, you know, a great ear, for uh, what's going right and what's not, you know, she can, she saves me so much time on my end because sometimes she'll, ah, yeah, that's great. Robin, go make burgers. You know, uh, you know, uh, it it really is, you know, Tom Petty, uh, who's just always been one of my go-to people. He, uh, you know, years ago I watched an interview with him and, and, and he said that songs are flying through the air and you have to just be, you have to be open enough, uh, and, and just reach out and grab one. And, you know, that sounds silly, but it's absolutely true. I believe it a hundred percent. Um, there are days I can feel when, uh, I just know that today I'm going to write a song, you know, I just, I feel everything feels aligned. I feel open. I feel inspired. And, uh, you can just reach out and grab a song and, and, you know, the, the day after Tom Petty passed, um, you know, we we Afton and I, at our house, you know, we don't have uh, like r- r- real time television. You know, <laughs> we we only yeah, have yeah. we only have like Netflix and and Hulu, and we have the cheap right. version of Hulu, so we get everything tomorrow. You know, so <laughs> when we watch we, yeah, we watch the news this morning, it's yesterday's news, literally. You know, right. and so with Tom Eddie passing, we didn't know um, until the day after, and when we heard that on the news that morning, um, you know, we, we were all blown away and, and, you know, our son, Ren, Tom Petty's, his favorite artist, you know, from when he was uh, in the womb until now, you know, and he, uh, you know, we all sat there and I went and got a guitar and, and we, uh, we banged out a song in in literally about eight minutes called healing song. That's on uh, our album before this one. But, you know, it's, it's songs like that. They just, they just appear, you know, and it's a wonderful thing. Um, I lived in Nashville uh, for a number of years, you know, 2006 to nine, somewhere in there. And I was, you know, producing a lot of uh, of bands over in East Nashville and did a fair amount of, of co-writing, but it, it never, um, it never really came easy to me until, you know, with Afton, Afton and I can co-write pretty well, but, it really didn't. It didn't work for me so well up there, you know. It's uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, uh, the process. The process felt felt kind of awkward and contrived to me at, at sometimes. I don't know. It was hard.
0: Yeah. So do you uh, you uh, use the phone to record into, or do you write things down as you go yeah. along, or how do you do that?
3: Yeah, I do. You know, that's uh, that's that's one one uh, good feature with the phones for sure. You know, that little app yeah. you can just kind of into it or play into it and definitely you know that's become huge um, especially as I've gotten older you know back in in uh, when I had my, my band in New York City um, it was interesting because the way I wrote songs there is I would walk in with the band and I would just start slamming into some kind of uh, chord guitar melody thing and everybody would jump on and then I'd just start spitting out words and all of a sudden there would be a song or there wouldn't be you know and I never wrote it down. It was the most interesting thing. I didn't have to write them down. But now, oi, got to write them, record them, the whole
0: deal, Oh, you
4: know?
0: <laughs> uh, gosh. Afton, there is a beautiful song that we're going to get to right now called Sunshine and Silver Linings. So how did this yeah. song come about? You did a beautiful mm-hmm. this.
5: Well, um, it, again, it was, it was one that just kind of came out. But I um, – I had, honestly, I'd had a conversation with my father, who is my favorite human in the world. He's amazing. But it was a, somehow I let the stress get the better of me and I didn't really handle the conversation as well as I had hoped. And I was, Uh you know, afterwards just kind of upset with myself and and a little disappointed with how I handled it. And so it kind of got me thinking about this, you know, I've always had an image or an idea of the kind of person I wanted to be. And as life goes on and, you know, becoming a, a wife and a mother, especially the, the stresses and the anxiety and worry around all of that, it, I've realized that I haven't uh, lived up to my expectations all the time. And um, it's it's been kind of hard to hold hold that expectation. expectation. And so I realized that you know, I'm not perfect and it's okay because those that love me, they they um, they forgive me for my <laughs> my faults. But it's really <laughs> just a song that's trying to bridge the gap between, you know, who who I am and who I would like to be. And that's, you know, of course changes every day. But that's kinda what that's about.
0: It's a beautiful song. This is sunshine and silver linings and back.
2: Sunshine and Silver Linings, featuring Afton in this um, song, and the video of it is fabulous as well. We're listening, chatting with Surrender Hill. Um, I have a que- I do have a question. Um, this is a two CD set. Another Honky Tonk in a Quiet Western Town. Can you just briefly tell our listeners um, what they could expect to f- to hear on? on each of the CDs, because they're kind of thematic.
3: Yeah, you know, so we have always written just fun, tongue-in-cheek at times, kind of honky-tonk, you know, Texas dirt kind of sounding music. And we play that at a lot of our shows, but we never really um, ever recorded those songs, you know. Uh, The songs we always found that we would pull into the studio were the, the songs that were more kind of introspective and, and cerebral and more on the Americana Mm side. And a a few years ago, we were, we were going to do a big um, honky tonk show out here where we were just going to play all of our just fun, danceable kind of Texas style tunes. And for that show, Afton and I, We slammed out a a CD in a few days in our house, in our studio at home, just to to give away at the show. And it turned out to be this really fun CD that everybody, everybody just enjoyed it. And um, you know, we we found ourselves listening to it and, and and going, wow, you know, that we need to you know do more with these kinds of songs that we write. And we called that CD Honky Tonk. And there's a tune on it called Honky Tonk. So when the pandemic hit and we had all this time, we had been writing songs already for our our next album that we were going to make. And then I said to Afton, I was like, why don't we make another, you know, Honky Tonk CD as well? And she said, well, what will we call it? I said, just another Honky Tonk.
4: And so (laughs) so we...
3: we sat down immediately for like, I was like, man, that's a song in itself. So we sat down and wrote the song, just another honky tonk and just had a ball doing it, you know? And, um, so then we started thinking about our next album project as, you know, a combination of these two kind of styles of music that we really, really adore. And as it, as it got more in depth and the recording started getting, you know, Deeper and deeper, and we we started finding, wow, you know we, we we were just writing a ton on both sides of this thing, and I came up with the what at the time I was like man i don 't know how this is going to fly of an idea of why don 't we do a two two album set you know one of them will try and keep kind of on this theme, and the other one will push towards the Americana side, and so that that 's what we tried to do um, you know, we we wanted to keep, uh, you know, the honky tonk side. Um, we actually kind of recorded it and mixed it slightly differently from the quiet western town side, where it's it's slightly less blushed out with with uh, instruments and everything. It's a little raw, and um, you know, we wanted to keep it where it was just really fun, you know. And then the other side, we could get in into the uh, the deeper stuff and and the more emotional things that were were kind of dragging at us through, uh, the, the time in in, in life that we were all living, you know, all those songs, um, on both of those discs were written during the the time of the pandemic and, um, times we needed to write and play songs like just another honky tonk, um, Mm -hmm. just to, to (laughs) rise above the, you know, the, the bizarreness of, of life that we were all living, you know, um we kept driving into town at times just to, to to get into town and look around and and just be around normalcy of some sort, but it was so abnormal, (laughs) you know, mm -hmm, you know, know, just eerie, you know, and that's where the tune uh, Tumbleweed, you know, that song, I mean, we wrote just kind of driving around Elegy, you know, we were driving around you're looking at these streets that were completely empty and then you would get to the, the park that we would, have taken Ren to to play in, and you sit there, and it's all just kind of taped off, and, you know, the swings are empty, and just everything's empty, you know, and uh, there was that emptiness that that we wanted to capture in some of those tunes for the uh, quiet western town side, and on the honky-tonk side, we just wanted a little bit of the, uh, you know, this is is where we're going to go back to, you know, we're going to get back to just uh, a crowd of people all having a blast in a honky-tonk,
0: you know. You did a great job of setting up this next song. This is Tumbleweed. And
4: I'll
0: have to pay you for that one, Robin. Anyway, this is Tumbleweed will be back in just a moment on the Campfire Cafe.
1: doors, turning out the lights, the streets that wind between the empty buildings, echo like a canyon in the moonlight, but we're all right, I thank God we're all all. About good people in the river Drowning in the fire Warm but we are helpless in our shelter What are the reasons why? The parks where children played and chased each other And silent as the graveyard Thank God we're all right Yeah, we're all right I thank God we're all right I'm grateful for the life that we've been given Hold my baby tight Where a thousand feet would gather Just to greet and talk about the weather Are now as lost and lonely as a desert. Tumbleweed
0: That is Sumbleweed from just another honky-tonk in a quiet western town. And one of the things that I love about what I do is meeting great people and sharing great music. And you two have just been great to have on the show today. Thank you. you.
4: It's
3: been a
0: blast. Thank you very much. It has been so much fun. So, uh, Robin, tell us how we can... Find your website, buy your music, follow your tour schedule.
3: Well, our music can be bought on, you know, iTunes or any any sort of
0: online retailer,
3: uh, downloaded, and um, you can also uh, get hard copies that way of the CD. And website, www.surrenderhill.com. And we have um, links to the music and everything on there as well. And please follow us on Spotify, YouTube, uh, Instagram, all of that. Um, The follows really, really help musicians out a lot. Um, It's wonderful to have people uh, like or listen to our, our, our music, but if they can follow us, that really makes a big difference.
0: Well, you guys have absolutely been fantastic. I'm so glad, Robin, that you stole Afton away from that other guy. (laughs) well anyway loved having you on the show and uh, we're going to have to have you guys back again so it's just been a ton of fun appreciate you so much well thanks a lot we're going to close out this segment of the show with a great song called Arizona Morning and it's by Surrender Hill we'll be back in just a moment
1: High
6: desert
4: Mesquite trees
1: and the dove song Each day's end and all morning long Siege in the air is heaven sent. Sealed in my memory our Time spent just you and me Sitting in our perfect company night sky Coyotes sang to the moonbeams Horses settled in like our hopes and dreams Held each other tight till first light Sealed in my memory ah, Time spent just you and me Sitting in our perfect company
0: History and Legacy Radio Network. We'll be back in just a moment as we travel to the Big South Fork of East Tennessee.
1: When the sun sinks down On these wide open places that I love When I take a minute To feel the world in me in it I think that heaven above And I squint my eyes And tears are surprised And I stop and let myself feel
4: small
1: Cause it's all here Aren't we all pioneers after all? Aren't we all pioneers after all? Up wild it's it's <settling> the
4: wild <fence> <generators> no t- well, uh,
1: the away is in my soul. Yeah, there are those out there that need. And the wild western wind calls their name In a land that's free This is where I choose to be There's no better place than nowhere There's no better place than nowhere I need. let myself feel small, cause it's all here, my own wild frontier, aren't we all pioneers after all, yes we're all pioneers after all. like I need water for a lover's grace. Now I did not decide, I just know that the wild wilder the way, the wilder the way, then my soul
0: Well, that's Mary Kay Holtz, the Wild of the West. Welcome back to Saddle Up America from Nashville, Tennessee. I'm your host, Perry Holt, And joining me in Albuquerque, New Mexico, is our co-host, Miss Bobby Bell. And now we're traveling up to the Big South Fork of East Tennessee to visit with a good friend of ours, Mr. Larry McMillan with Southeast Pack Trips. Good morning, Larry. Good morning. How are you guys? Doing great. Doing great. Glad to have you with us today.
6: So I'm going to tell you. I'm
0: right
2: right here. How are you?
6: (laughs) Well, I'm real disappointed because you hadn't come got one of those apple cobblers yet. I know. (laughs) I know. I
2: haven't gone anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
6: come up here and see me.
0: (laughs) So I've got to tell our audience out there that uh, Larry's a good friend. And when Mary Kay and I got married in October of 2020, uh, our destination after the wedding was to the Big South to go trail riding with Larry McMillan. And he took us out on a great trail ride and Mary Kay's first experience on a Tennessee walking horse. So you know what she said when we got through riding, there? What's that? She said, I got to have one of so thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, anyway. Well, you're celebrating 35 years, aren't you, with the Southeast Pack Trips? Larry?
2: Hello? Uh-oh. Hello.
0: Larry McMillan. They have a
2: great, web- they have a great website. <laughs>
0: Well, they do have a great website, and Larry's a pretty good fellow. But Emma, his telephone is. Hey, are you there, Larry?
6: Am I back now? Yeah, you now are. we can hear
0: you. Rock now we can roll, hear okay, you. Okay, rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So I was, we, I was just are, saying, you're celebrating 35 years up there, aren't you?
6: Yes, sir. In October, be pr- proud to be able to say that.
0: Well, tell us a little bit about what Southeast Pack Trips does and, uh, and and where are you located up there?
6: Well, the most important thing up here is the Big South Fork National River and Recreation Area. If it wasn't for the park, I, Southeast Pack Trips would have never even existed. And so the main thing here that we all have, because it's a national park, but is 125,000 acres or 300 miles of horse trails here at the Big South Fork and I was lucky enough to come up here in the mid '80s and find it, and people were foolish enough to start paying me to take them on these three and four day trips back in the back country on packing <laughs> the trips. And uh, but we do custom rides via horseback here at the park. We've been in business for 35 years, like you said. Uh, but if it wasn't for the park, we would we would have just come here and rode like everybody else. And the Big South Fork is such a special place, just like you all when you came up after your wedding, you. I don't even think we saw anybody that day on that ride, but this place is just a great place to ride a horse, and it's just a uh, southeast pack. A whole lot of milk coming up here all these years riding these horses on these trails, but it's been a great trip. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, the it's Big South good. Fork, in my opinion, is probably the finest riding destination in the southeastern part of the United States, and and the trails up there are just magnificent. Uh, you have multiple campgrounds that are located there for people to come up, come up and stay in camp. But uh, but the trails are really what make the thing so special, I think. And as you said, I don't believe we saw anybody until we got down to Chariot Creek uh, on that entire ride that day. So
6: well, that's that's what's special here. We. We're located right in the heart of the eastern half of the United States. We're about 10 to 12 hours and two-thirds of the population of the United States. That might have changed a little in the last two or three years. But uh, we are the second largest network of public horse trails east of the Mississippi River. Uh, there's 450 miles of hiking trails here at the park, 300 horse trails, 150 miles of that 300 miles is no accessible by vehicle. Uh, we, we are not crowded. We never have been. Uh, We had 900 and some visitors uh, one year back before the last recession, back in the Ur, that's been 16 years ago. We've climbed back a little, but year before last, we only had 780,000. So it's still kind of a a well-known, or not a well-known secret, but a secret. It's been called the Yellowstone of the East. Uh, You can get here and get away from everybody. We're located right here at the end of the Appalachian Mountains. And we are literally in the middle of nowhere, and that's what makes it special because it's, and there's no commercialization here. Uh, bring what you need with you. Uh, there's not a whole lot of uh, infrastructure up here as far as what people are used to, except a whole lot of trail riding. I tell people there's about five weeks worth of riding. If you came up here at any one time, you better have a real good horse. But uh, you could ride <laughs> up here for over a month. <laughs> and still not see it all. And that's, what's special about it. the lack of people and the amount of trails that we do have.
0: Well, the trails are gorgeous. The scenery is gorgeous. And, uh, you know, my wife is from Utah and it's kind of pretty out there, but she has just grown to love Tennessee and all the green that we have. But the, but the views in the big South fork are just absolutely amazing. And, uh, Tell us a little bit about what people can see when they come up there, because it's not just trail riding, but it's kind of spectacular trail riding, isn't
6: it? Yes, sir. The Big South Fork uh, is very unique, and there's only a handful of uh, uh, national parks in the country that have all of it uh, with what we call the uh, the river, the hiking, the bicycle, and the horse trails. Uh, a lot of national parks have the, the three, but they don't have the river, and so it's one of the, the Cumberland River. It's a big south fork of the Cumberland River. It flows predominantly north, one of the six rivers in the world that do that. Uh, this is all natural flow down below when it dumps into the Cumberland River. Uh, our Cumberland Lake, it becomes part of the Cumberland River, and it's all man controlled after that. Uh, we have 13 overlooks here in the park. The Eastern Central Time Zone kind of divides the park into a a fourth and three-fourths, three-fourths being in the eastern. Uh, We do encompass two states. uh, About a fourth of the park is in Kentucky, uh, three-fourths in Tennessee. Uh, We boundary up against Daniel Boone National Forest on the north side, uh, 1.2 million acres. We're adjacent on the west side. Pickett State Park, 16,000 acres. So we're unique in the remote wilderness that we have between the Daniel Boone National Forest, Big South Fork, and then Pickett State Park. Uh, there's fishing that there's literally fish here, Gary, that have never seen artificial lure. I mean, you don't, oh, wow. people overlook, people overlook some of the gems and on the North end of the park, uh, in rock Creek, which is in Kentucky. Uh, uh the Tennessee or Kentucky wildlife department stocks it with thousand trout a year. Uh, it's unknown to a lot of people. It's Kentucky's premier trout stream that is in the big South fork also. So it's a hidden gem, really. Uh, there's so much outdoor activity up here, I can't even do it all. I found it in 1975, <laughs> canoeing in the River. That's what brought me here, and it's expanded into the biggest part of my life. I almost get teared up when I say those things. <laughs> Fixed out was made for me, the rest of it, you just get to visit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think I've heard you say that before. You know, I think another one of the things that they have, if I'm not mistaken, uh, of course, the o and w railroad used to go through the park because it was a big mining area back up through there, but now those are all great riding trails where the o and w used to run and, and one of my favorite trails is to ride yep. the o and w along the river but uh yep, but the isn't part. there yeah, isn't there a train that actually runs and uh and does some tours out of the Kentucky side of the park?
6: Yes, sir. That's in Stearns, Kentucky. That's the Big South Fork Scenic Railway. And any of this information that your listeners need to contact in would be go to the BigSouthFork.org. They're, they've got a great web page that has a list of all the activities. But we do have the railway. It goes into the Blue Heron Mine, which uh, has been shut down for years. Uh, but it looks like you could uh, almost start the thing back up. They have a tour there that... Um, that this, It has speakers that give you a, a history of what went on there in the years it did. They had their own town there. And then on the south end, like you were talking about, the Oneida Western, which is the O&W, there was a Zenith coal mine down there that was shut down after a, a shootout back in the late 30s when if you look into the history of coal mining in western Kentucky <laughs> and, or eastern Kentucky, they shot people. But they closed that down, and they timbered most of it. And it it's been left as a natural area. Uh, and it was instead of making a lake out of it, they just left it with the natural flow, and now it's just God's country on a horse, really.
0: Yeah, it, it's absolutely beautiful, Bobby. To get up there and just and just ride, and and there are some areas that you ride that you will actually think you're out in Colorado or someplace in the west,
4: mm-hmm.
0: in, instead of the eastern part of uh, Tennessee. But it's just absolutely breathtaking up there. And uh there
2: are wonderful pictures. There are wonderful pictures on the your Facebook page as yeah. well, Larry. Yeah.
6: Yeah. Yeah, was that's <laughs> we that's one of our best tools for advertising. We get a lot of uh business from that. And you know, pictures, we've talked about this before on you guys' show. You know, pictures as good as they are, they do not do do the Big South Fork mm-hmm. justice. We've got a waterfall called the Yahoo Falls. It's uh, I think it's maybe it's not the highest one of the highest waterfalls east of the Mississippi River. It's on the very north end of the park. So there's a whole lot to do here, but just a, not a lot of visitors. And uh, back and again, I think that's what makes it so special. There's so many they're promoting rock climbing and off trail hiking. Uh, they're GPSing and, and uh, waypoints in these overhangs and rock formations and stuff. So. They're trying to bring notoriety to it because it's such a natural area, and uh, that's what's special about it.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and it's mm-hmm. one of the few places that have these natural arches that you don't find until you get out out in the west, like like in Utah. But you can find those those arches uh, right there in the Big South Fork in Tennessee, and we have a cave or two, don't we?
6: We do that. We've got a cave or two. And you you mentioned the Twin Arches. There's a set of Twin Arches here that's the second highest in the United States. Uh, they are the uh, highest east of the Mississippi River. That's one of the probably number one visited spots here in the uh, park. But that's what's special also, the hiking and the, the biking and the horseback riding. And uh, everybody kind of stays in their own field. You don't run into a lot of people. And, uh, but it's all amazing. I'm not much of a hiker. I hike over and get on my horse uh and i yeah you know, that's don't. me too me too <laughs> i got i got two
0: legs he's got four i thought it was the reason for that you know? <laughs> that's right uh, gosh well one of the cool things about coming out to the uh, southeast pack trips and being able to ride is that you know a lot of people want to come in uh, and it's easily accessible from interstate 40 it's not too far out of knoxville tennessee not really that far from nashville and and, uh, and i guess parts of kentucky as well but one of the cool things is you don't have to worry about bringing your horse you don't even have to own a horse you can come up and ride with uh, ride with larry and as he says you can ride for a half an hour an hour two hours a day or he'll take you out for a week and uh where do people come from to ride with you, Larry? Because I know we've got some ladies from up in New York that are big fans of coming to ride with you. Where do people come from? Uh,
6: Gary, literally all over the country and all over the world. We've had people from uh, lots of foreign countries over the, you know, over the 30-some years. You, you've got people that make they come to the States. Uh, if they come to Nashville or something, somehow or other we've been blessed that they find us. But we're not a normal rental stable uh i've been called not a normal guy before so i guess in a good way that's a good thing to do but <laughs> they, they, they hear about the big south fork and they hear that we've got the gating animals and they come to tennessee and you know that's just part of it ride a tennessee walker and we've been blessed to come across some real good trail horses they're not the show horse type but you can come up here and uh, especially with what's going on in the country Uh, We've got a cabin on property. There's some uh, accommodations up here, but you can come up here, relax, get up here. We'll have a horse picked out for you. You kind of tell me what kind of length of ride. We offer anything from an hour up to seven days. Surely, gosh, we can find something in between in there that will accommodate you. Um, We do a lot of Boy Scout troops, church groups. We've got the uh, Camp Tecumseh YMCA club coming out of Indiana. They are the oldest YMCA club in America still in existence. Uh, they're coming the fourth week of July. This will be their 12 out of 13 years. Uh, they bring 15 students and a chaperone. They come and ride here for five days, and we always look forward to that. That's always one of our bigger trips. But we get people from all over. That, for, Like I say, the Internet is such a vocal advertiser for us, and people have heard about us, and we get referred to by people. You may not come but once in your whole life up here, but if you miss it, It's something you should have done. That's all I can tell you. Don't wait till we're too old and too feeble to get out and do something you want to do, especially to come up here to Big South Fork. Go out with us on one of these good walking horses, and uh, you'll go back with a smile on your face telling other people about it. Had somebody the other day say, we're not going to tell anybody about this place. We don't want them coming up here. (laughs) 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 That's a true story. (laughs) Oh, gosh.
4: Hey, I want to
0: take a real quick break. And uh, uh, you have some storms out there occasionally. And this is one called Mountain Storm. It's by Michael Martin Murphy. And we're going to come back and talk more with Larry McMillan in just a moment (laughs) on Saddle Up America. Murphy, Mountain Storm, and you're listening to Equestrian Legacy Radio, heard around the world, streaming live online at equestrianlegacy.net, or just search for Equestrian Legacy Radio on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or iTunes, and you can listen to us anywhere, anytime, wherever you are. Well, we're talking with our good friend Mr. Larry McMillan, and he does some special things at Southeast Pack Trips. And Larry, tell us a little bit about some of this customization and some special things that you do.
6: Well, uh, when we first came up here years ago, we started riding just my brothers and friends and things. We had quarter horses at that time, and uh, we kept getting lost. And we we went back and. I ordered a pack saddle from Cabela's back then, and, of course, I never didn't know anything about a pack saddle. We, like, never got the thing put together. But uh, we started carrying our basic stuff, and it turned into finding a whole new life out there. Instead of having to come back to your campground or campsite each night, we would just pick up and keep going. That's how we discovered Big South Fork. There wasn't much of a map. So, you know, people back home, I disappeared there for a couple of years, and people thought I'd dropped off face to earth. I said, no, I just found Big South Fork. And so we ended up starting taking people on minimum three-day, two-night camping trips. And whether we do a three-day, uh, a two-, three-, four-, five-, six-day, we offer a, a totally customized trip. We've got about five or six menus if you pick from for the evening meals, your lunches we provide, your breakfast. And we just to go over a few of these before. We we have blackened salmon, a barbecue pork ribs. Uh, we do ribeye steaks. We might do chicken breast, pork tenderloin. We might do hamburgers, hot dogs, the, all the vegetables, okay. uh, the, that all kind right. of thing. Now you're and making then, me,
0: you're making me hungry. <laughs> well,
6: the, brec- the breakfast, the breakfasts aren't very good either. They're usually bacon, sausage, uh, biscuits, <laughs> gravy, pancakes, coffee, juice, that kind of thing. But that's what all you've got to do is show up here. We, you know, we need to talk to you and get your basic information, your experience, you what you need to know about horses. Uh, We pick out the menus before we go. You show up right here at Southeast Pack Trips, and uh, we'll have a horse picked out for you. We've got a place for you to stay here. We've refurbished a bus. It's a bus going nowhere. Uh, It's sitting right up here on some blocks. It's got beds in it, Calvary Baptist Church. How fun. Uh, Yeah, well, you you know, we don't even charge you to stay there. It's the experience you get for nothing. But uh, you come in here the night before, uh, we We get you up the next we give you a set of saddle bags, an army duffel bag. Uh, we provide your drinks in the way of water, and we just head out of here. We put your duffel bag weigh about twenty five thirty pounds your personal stuff, sleeping bag, air mattress, personal clothes, change of clothes, toiletries. We head out here every long you want to go uh, and along the way uh, we'll stop at different places anywhere from twelve to fourteen miles a day and our horses are conditioned for this. Uh, that's what makes it so unique and different and more safe than a lot of people bringing their own horse up here not being able to do the footing and can't keep up with a three day trip our horses are conditioned for that uh, that's the luxury you don't have to worry about your horse our horses are here they you they do this on a uh, some of these horses have been here 20 years uh, you know so this is what they do uh, on a daily basis we're we're not busy every day but we're open every day, so our horses are conditioned for this country. Uh, we use picket lines at night. A lot of horses that people have have never even stayed out at night. Uh, so for a much safer trip, uh, in the long run, it'll cost you a whole lot less to come up here and go with me for three or four days than it would for you to try to bring your horse up here, run into the traffic, the roads, and then get up here and don't know where you're going. We take a lot of that guesswork out and turn into a good, safe trip once in a lifetime experience and you know even the people that bring their horses up here i i've I totally offered this in the last few years it's become a goal of mine for anybody that comes here not to have a bad experience on a horse uh That's if you if you don't have to and you know so call me let me know i don't care who you are i'll be glad to sit down with you with a map and show you where not to go according to where you tell me you want to go What kind of terrain, and that's what we have here—the diversity. We've got mild riding, we've got tough riding, we got moderate riding, we got long rides, we got short rides. We like options here at Big South Fork, and Southeast Pack trips has lots of options. So you know uh, the safe, the safety, in coming up here and riding with us, even if it's just the first time. If you're thinking about coming up here with your horse, I'm not trying to sell you a horseback ride as much as I'm trying to. Uh, help you have a good experience here at Big South Fork, so you'll be prepared next time. If you do bring your horse back, you'll be you'll you'll come up here having a knowledge of something. And a lot of people they come up here and don't put their homework in. They've got these apps now on your phones that you know as long as you got an idea of where you're going, come up here with the National Geographic map. I'll be glad to sit down with you and point you in the direction. And you mentioned the campgrounds. There's 11 campgrounds now uh, that are scattered out around the park. I had a conversation Yes, Three good days at every one of these campgrounds. Now you, there's more days of riding, but there's three good days at every one of them, and they're located in, in key areas where you can't see it all from one park, uh, one campground, unless you go out like we did for seven days. So right. what's changed? What's changed now? You can bounce around of these many campgrounds, and and when you do that, you can literally ride almost all of the park over a period of time, and uh, but mm. be prepared for the terrain here. If you bring your own horse, once again, I highly recommend come riding a southeast pack Trips. We've got good gated horses, got good pack. Uh, we've got four or five pack animals. I've got 10-pack saddles. We do custom trips. You tell me what you want to do. We try not to mix groups together on the overnights. We want your group to be your group so everybody's yeah. on the same page. It makes it more personal. Uh, for the people and it's about you all. It's not about me. Uh you know, uh, I learned that a long time ago. I've ridden so much here. I just wanna uh share my life with everybody else and I wish I didn't even have to charge them. Uh, you know, uh uh we had a lady the other day call want to know if we charge for horseback riding. I said, Oh well, that was yesterday.
0: <laughs> We're charging <him> as
6: yesterday
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Hey tell us a little bit about uh tell us a little bit about Chariot Creek. That is a unique uh, destination there in the
6: park. Right. We're right. glad you brought that up. We, we, on our overnight trips, we offer it's a full backcountry pack mule experience where we take everything with us and we camp down on the creek. Well, we like I said, options. The other option would be to go to Cherokee Creek Lodge. They do have a website, uh, com. It is a concessions operation that's located here in the park. good friend of mine, Greg White, he runs it. Uh, We just got back from a three-day trip in there just over the weekend. And uh, what they offer, uh, they have no electricity, but they do have showers, uh, bathrooms. They've got some cabins. They've even turned four stalls in down at the horse barn into uh, living quarters. Uh, Two have bunk beds. Two have double beds. Uh, They have propane heat down there. Uh, you can't reach it by vehicle if you're a user, you can hike into it, bicycle or ride a horse into it. Uh, they've got some nice stalls, round pens, we've got some picket lines down there. But you go down there, you take your own clothes, uh, your toiletries, your towel, and then they full they uh, full service is what we call it. They provide you the evening meal, a bed that night with bed linens, and then breakfast the next morning. And we can do two-day trips. We can do a one-day trip, leave you there. You hike top the hill, your car is there. But that's, it's uh, the oldest buildings in the whole United States National Park Service is still being utilized. There's three main buildings right there. Uh, there's, there was a telephone down there at one time. There's never been electricity. Uh, it's spring water. This goes through our own purification system. I've heard elk bugle, wild hog. There's deer. There's turkey. There's mountain lion they just introduced a mountain lion here just a couple of months ago here on the cumberland <laughs> plateau uh i guess we needed them i don't know <laughs> we got them. <laughs> bear, <laughs> we Yeah, bear there. yeah bear <clears throat> there. we have bear there was one the lady went to the restroom sunday and she came right here on my property and she came down she said you know you have a bear don't you and i'm looking yeah yeah sure <laughs> enough we looked up and the horses were going crazy and then three days ago, he was up here playing in a field next to us. There was a lady stopped and got a video of it. He looked like a Yogi. He was just in boo boo. He was having a big time. Oh, yeah, wow. there's a lot of not. A, well, there's not a, not a lot of wildlife because we are such a remote area. But you'll see wildlife here that you don't see Tennessee unless you go to the Smokies. So right. it's a it's a and the I was mentioning at Tarrant Creek. It was well, we were labeled one of the top ten places in the country. To do the star watching because of the lack of man-made light, and down there on a a clear night, Cherry Creek there's a field there that you can go out there and you can all you feel like you're in heaven, uh, and you can reach up and touch it, and it is heaven. Uh, Mm -hmm. And like I say, God made it for me. The rest of you just get to visit.
0: (laughs) One of the one of the cool things about (laughs) Cherry Creek Lodge is the fact that there is no electricity. There are no phones. Uh, they do have solar power for the bathhouse, so you do have hot water and, and showers and that type of thing. But right. they serve excellent, excellent meals down there. I mean, it's just like
6: they're, they're still they're still using my uh, cobbler recipe. A cup of okay? still using <laughs> this cobbler recipe. Oh,
0: gosh. But it, it is it is a cool destination, and, uh, and it's a must see if you're going to the Big South. Well, Larry McMillan, you are so much fun to have on the show, and I wish you got excited and enthused about the Big (laughs) South.
6: Well, you know, uh, the only thing people are missing is coming up here and seeing it, and I enjoy showing it to people. It belongs to all of us, and I've been very blessed. I don't take it for granted being here all these years. Uh, It's my second nature to be here. It's my life. And I love sharing it with your listeners, and I wish they could all come, just not all at once.
0: Not all at once. No, please don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Tell right. people how they can reach you if they want to come to the Big South Fork and experience one of the best trail rides they've ever experienced. Well, for
6: sure, Facebook. You can go to Larry McMillan Facebook. You can go to Southeast Pack Trips Facebook. You can also go to southeastpacktrips.com. I've been told, and I think we do have a great web page. Uh, there's lots of information on there, but there's a lot of information that's not on the web page because of the customized rides that we do. Uh, you could come up with some general questions like you could at other outfitting places, but uh, this place, we're so different. Uh, we are the only outfitter east of Mississippi River that does offer the overnight fully packed fuel trip. So with that being said, the best thing to do is call uh 931-879-2260 we are located just inside the central time zone we are open seven days a week uh if we don't answer the phone leave us a time and a telephone number i guarantee you we'll call you back uh we do snow rides uh we don't close down our riding season is anywhere from the middle of march through thanksgiving but we're here you know we some of the best riding you can see After the leaves have all fallen, people are all going home for Christmas and come up here and enjoy the wildlife, and that's just what we do. But the best thing is just contact us through our webpage. You can get all of the information that you need. Call us if we can help. If you don't know the answer, we'll come up with one.
0: Well, my wife wants to come back and ride with you, and I've got a stepdaughter that is dying to come ride. So we're going to plan on that a little bit later in the year. So we look forward
6: to seeing you, Mr. Larry McMillan. Well, we appreciate you guys having us on the show. We do, we would like to add that we have a 20 by 20 brand new log cabin. It's been here a year. We built right here on the property. Uh, it sleeps up to about six or eight, ten people. Depending on how you want to sleep, it's right here. So you can come stay at Larry Land is what we call it. We've got a 35 acre <laughs> pond down here full of fish. Uh, we let the kids fish. And you can just sit there and be part of our family and watch us do all the work. We won't even charge you for that.
0: There you go. There you go. Larry McMillan, thank you so much. We appreciate you taking the time to be with us today.
6: Thank you, Bobby Jean. Please come see me. I'm going to be upset if you don't. Well, it's on the bucket list, Larry. Okay, well, don't let it get too long to fill that bucket. I thank you all. All Have a good day. Come see us. All right. Thanks, Larry. Have a good day. All right. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.
0: Thank you all. All right. We'll be back in just a minute with Miss Bobby Bell on Saddle Up America. Thank you.
1: how he loved to tell us that the country didn't suit him and there was nothing about Texas could compare with his sweet home he'd say if you think that sky's blue then you ought to see Wyoming on a clear September morning why it's bluer than the sea someday Going back there at the end of all my roaming I'll turn this pony loose and never leave Yeah, you ought to see Wyoming, yes sirree With its big hotels and streetcars He said it's fine But it ain't no Cheyenne And down towards San Antonio Through the rolling hills and valleys Old Toby shook his head And we heard that tale again If you think them hills is tall Well, you ought to cold clouds around their snowy peaks Someday I'm going back there At the end of all my roaming I'll turn this pony and never leave Boys, you ought to see Wyoming yesterday Loose when it thunders And when the dust and hurt It settled, I saw my old friend Toby a Bleeding on the ground Boy, don't that sky look blue You reckon it's Wyoming? I see the lupins and the paintbrush Blooming in a field of green Head of sadness, 'Cause I'm out of time to turn my pony loose and let me be. I think I see a wild man, yes, I Boys, I think I see a wild.
0: Miss Mickey Furman, you ought to see "Wyoming" is the song, and uh, it is from her album "Westbound." Bobby Bell, it was so much fun to talk with Robin and After today.
2: Oh my gosh, what a couple! Yeah, and I'd like I'd like to meet their son. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh. he
0: is a pretty boy. I, I saw. It, curly-headed, curly-headed little four-year-old guy, so,
4: yeah, neat guy, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, they,
0: they uh, had quite a life traveling around mm-hmm. each on their own, so it was very interesting to visit with, great, great music, great, great music, mm-hmm. so visit their website, and uh, uh, surrenderhill.com, and, and follow their tour schedule, pick up some of their music, and then always good to talk with our buddy, Mr. Larry McMillan, Southeast Pack Trip, something and always one of my favorite places to go trail riding is the Big South. So we had a great time when Mary Kay and I went up there on our honeymoon
4: and uh, mm-hmm.
0: out riding with Mary. And so uh, we're looking forward to heading back up there this fall and riding with him again. So that's going to be a lot of fun. We have got so much that's happening in Nashville right now with uh, CMA Fest. And one of the things that Mary Kay and I are attending on Saturday is our good friend, Mr. Bobby Marquez, is conducting his seventh Country with Heart Benefit for St. Jude Children's Hospital. And that is going to be taking place this Saturday on Music Valley Drive. That's right across from the uh, Gaylord Opera Land Hotel. It begins at 5 o'clock. And... Uh, Hang on, Bobby. I'm going to just tell you a few of the folks that are going to be there if I can can find this real quickly. You've never heard of any of these people. John Berry. uh, Linda Davis. Larry Gatlin. Billy Yates. Becky Hobbs. Dallas Wayne. Lauren Miscotti. And, of course, Bobby will be performing. And uh, the tickets are only $25. You can go to Eventbrite and order your tickets there just in the search bar looking country with art That's taking place starting at five o'clock and he's doing something different this year, Bobby. He's doing writers rounds.
4: Wow. Oh.
0: so so the first writer's round will con- consist of John Barry, Linda Davis, and Larry Gatlin. And uh and that should be a hoot. That should be a whole lot of fun. So uh, we're looking forward to showing up for Bobby's event, uh Country with Heart. And uh and, and so that's gonna be on Saturday night. And then there, there are so many different things that are happening all week long.
5: Uh Riders
0: in the Sky just finished a performance last night to raise money for Vanderbilt Children's Hospital at Third in Lindsley. And uh and I just noticed that uh Ranger Doug and some of the guys are gonna be out at it uh uh the Western music festival this year. So that could be fun. Yes Ranger,
2: yes, Ranger Doug will actually be doing a presentation.
0: He will be. So, And I would be mm-hmm. surprised if some of the other guys aren't there as well. So that's going to be a lot of fun. But um, Rendezvous 2022 is coming up September the 29th through October the 1st. We have tremendous artists that are going to be performing there on Friday and Saturday night. We have Craig Cameron's Extreme Cowboy Race that's coming back on Saturday. And, uh, and 125 miles of trails to get out and ride. And, and hopefully there are going to be a lot of vendors there for some fun shopping. And one day Bobby Bell will make a rendezvous back here in Tennessee. <laughs> what do you think?
2: Oh, you know, I got to love your optimism. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm as optimistic about that as you showing up in the Big South fork to ride. <laughs>
2: You never know. You never know. Oh, we could gosh. surprise you. You could
0: <laughs> surprise me. But anyway, it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, what kind of news do you have for OutWest real quickly?
2: Well, we'll just say um, go to outwestshop.com and you'll find just about anything and everything you could be looking for and use coupon code RADIO and you'll receive uh, $10 off a purchase of $75 or more. And we ship free anywhere in the United States if your purchase is $98 or more. And just go check us out.
0: All right. And use radio, radio, radio to get your discounts on that as well. So, <laughs> anyway. Well, it has been a lot of fun today. Next week we have Mr. Mike Blakely that's going to be joining us. And he has a brand-new CD, so we're looking forward to talking with Mike, I think been a couple of years. It, it has and quickly. he's
2: going to be in Albuquerque doing a house concert that I just signed up for last night. He's going to be
0: here June well, 30th. Cool. cool. Mike's a great yeah. guy and so we're going to enjoy mm-hmm. visiting with him and sharing his great music. And uh, any kind of closing thoughts that you want to leave us with today?
2: I do. It's Hocus Focus. What you think about is what you attract. So fill your mind with peace Love, joy, and strength, and your life will reflect what you're thinking of.
0: Very good. Very good closing thought today. Well, we're going to close the show today with uh, Mr. Wiley in the Wild West. It's one called Road to Narvicon. And we remind you that you can listen to this show and uh, over 700 other ones by visiting iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and, of course, our website at EquestrianLegacy.net. And if you're looking on those podcasts that I just mentioned, just in the search bar, put in Equestrian Legacy Radio, and we'll pop right up. But anyway, Bobby, we'll see you next week on the radio.
2: See you next week.
1: Tango trees Cane fields waving In the ocean breeze Tangerine sun Rises to greet me On the road to Narva Across the oceans I've come to see The raven angel
5: I know she's
1: praying for me now On the road to Narva Khan Love has taken me to this strange place Unexpected and unknown So i just follow my heart On the road to Narva Mahal na, Mahal kita. I can feel her getting closer on the road to Narvacon Now my heart is beating faster on the road to Narvacon.